I used to do information technology work for a company that dealt with chemicals. The place has since been shut down, but I worked there for about four years. I would fix technical problems and make sure all the technology in the place was running smoothly. I installed a 24-camera security system that covered every bit of the inside and outside of the facility. When installing it, I was specifically instructed to put the cameras in the test facility on a different loop, so the rest of the employees, including myself, didn't have access to the feed. They also wanted me to put the computers in there on a different network as well. Anytime there would be technical problems anywhere else, it was easy to deal with. Anytime there was a problem in the testing site, however, it was incredibly annoying. I would have to have a guard and one of the executives with me monitoring everything I did. They would also restrict my access to the exact area that the tech problem was and used thick black sheets to cover up everything else. It made every simple fix take several days longer than it needed to. One time, I was working on one of the computers on the testing site and they forgot to give me access to the light switch. I asked for access and finally just ended up fixing the problem with a flashlight. It was ridiculous, but they were very careful about revealing anything that happened in that area. One day, I was talking with some of the workers when we heard several screams come from the testing site. I checked the security monitors to figure out where it came from, but didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Of course, we didn't have eyes on the testing site, so I got on the radio and asked if everyone was okay. All the workers were fine, but everyone on the testing site was on a different radio signal. It was a breach of protocol, but we all went to the testing site doors, pounded on the doors, and asked if everyone was okay. There were faint sounds of people scurrying around on the other side, but nobody responded to us. Suddenly, about 10 men with rifles and hazmat suits came in and ordered everyone out of the facility. We all waited in the parking lot for about an hour, and a man in a suit pulled up and told us all to go home for the day. The next day, I was about to leave for work when I got a call that the facility was shut down for a week and that I would be paid for the week off. I asked if everyone was okay and they said they weren't at liberty to disclose any information and they would let me know when to come back to work. I got in my car and drove by the facility and the gates were closed. A couple of days later, I got a call that the facility was shut down and I'd be receiving a severance package. I parked by a gas station that was close to the facility to see if I could see anything. There was no movement for a while, and I was about to get out of there when suddenly I see the gates open and three black vans pull in. They drive straight up to the entrance and open their back doors. The men in hazmat suits start loading huge black bags into the back of the vans. Each bag took two men to load in the vans. I was horrified. Were these body bags? Did those people at the testing site die? I tried to rationalize it and convince myself I was being paranoid. They had to just be getting the last pieces of trash out of there. But if that was the case, wouldn't they just put everything in the dumpster out back? 
Something bizarre and possibly illegal was going on here. I got the hell out of there. I didn't want to be seen witnessing this and end up in the back of one of those vans. Later that night, I was scrolling through Facebook that the building had burned down. The report said it appeared to be due to faulty wiring. I couldn't believe it. I had to see it for myself. I drove by and, sure enough, the police and fire department had closed the road down and you could still see the smoke billowing out of the remains of the building. I've since moved on with my life. I moved to Wisconsin, got a new job, and I have a beautiful spouse and family now. This experience has made me untrusting of people and has given me a passionate hatred of things done in secret. I realized that you could be completely innocent and have the best of intentions in the world and still end up in a body bag due to other people's sketchy behavior. Perhaps I could have saved everybody's lives if I had access to the security feed. This weighs heavily on me, but not knowing exactly what happened is even worse. Was it an accident that killed everyone in the testing site, or was it even more sinister? Were those people's deaths intentional? What kind of tests were they running in there, and why was it all top secret? And most importantly, why did they burn the building down? What didn't they want anyone to find in there? Actually, I don't know what it is. I mean, I really don't know what I saw, but I'm convinced it's something that the government doesn't want us to know about. I'm sure of that. I work on an oil rig, drilling wells out in the Gulf of Mexico. It's a good setup, mostly. We do two weeks on, two weeks off, and the pay is higher than most jobs on land here in South Louisiana. The rig I work on is big, and I'm part of a crew of almost 100 people. We'll work around 12 hours a day while we're on our two-week hitch. We're just off the coast near Venice, Louisiana. When we're off duty, there's a gin, a theater room, and a few pool tables. Lots of the guys are into fishing, and they do that when they're not working. I never got into it until I got on the rig, but I let my buddy Jackson hook me up. He's got all the gear. Depending on what shift we were on, we might be out there early in the morning or late at night, just waiting for those fish to bite. If we got a good tuna or something, we'd get the rig cooked to fillet and cook it. Anyway, fishing is a lot of staring out into the ocean. There's not much to see out there. So if there's anything, you notice it. One day we were sitting out there and saw a ship. Not a big deal normally. Ships come and go, but they're usually pretty far away. But this one was close enough though that I could see the flag it was flying. Looked to me a lot like Old Glory, so I figured it was US Navy. The weird part was that the ship hung around for a while. They don't usually do that, at least that I've ever noticed. I asked Jackson, and he said no, it wasn't really normal for one to hang around near a rig, especially not a navy ship. We do get ships out there, of course, hauling oil or doing other jobs for the oil business. Neither of us could figure out what this navy ship was doing, though. We saw it a couple more times on that hitch, just sort of hanging around and I had a bad feeling about it, but wasn't sure why. I'd never had that feeling about a ship before. 
something just seemed off. Next hitch, Jackson wasn't there. We'd gotten off each other's schedules. I'd been thinking about the ship, so I borrowed some binoculars from a friend who's into birding. I thought maybe I could see what was going on. Sure enough, while I was fishing one morning, I caught sight of that ship again, just stalling around near the rig. Not near enough so I could tell what was going on, though. I trained the binoculars on it, and it took me a while, but I finally located some activity. Off one side, I could see some people heaving something to the edge of the ship. It was hard to see what it was, really. I trained the binoculars on it, and it looked like a big box. They shoved it over the side, and it sunk right away from what I could see. After that, the ship turned and slowly glided away. I watched for the next few mornings, and each time, the ship came, dropped something in the water, and left. Everything they dumped looked similar, like huge boxes, maybe the size of a compact car. I was curious, so I asked around on the rig and no one knew anything about the ship, or they didn't want to say. I felt like a couple of people acted nervous, like maybe they did know something, but didn't want to open their mouths about it. During the next two-week hitch, I was at it again with the binoculars, and this time Jackson was back with me. We were on the day shift and started fishing in the evening. I saw the ship come near sunset, and we traded the binoculars back and forth. We couldn't see any activity this time, or at least not with people tossing things overboard. We saw some people moving around the deck, and I was curious and wanted to know why the ship would be just sitting there. On the second evening, though, things started to heat up. At least that was my impression. A lot of people, maybe 20 or 30, crowded on deck. They had a bunch of big black bags that they were hauling around like they were heavy. Two people had to carry each one. I asked Jackson what he thought they were, and he said, body bags. I took the binoculars back, and that was what they looked like. There were a lot, maybe a hundred. Why would the Navy be hauling around a hundred body bags? I asked him. Neither of us could guess. I mean, wouldn't we have heard it on the news if that many Navy guys died? It was weird. We decided to try to track the ship, find out what it was, and why it was there. I'd written down the dates and times when I'd seen it, but when we checked the ship tracking websites, it didn't show any ship being there at those times. Once we'd figure out how to track ships, we used our last few days on the hitch to watch for it any time we could. We saw it one more time, but it didn't show up on the tracking site. Also, that time, we didn't see it dump anything. We also borrowed a shortwave radio and searched for messages coming from the ship, but there was nothing. No matter what we tried, we could find no concrete evidence that it existed. Like it wasn't even there, except that we could see it. I'm convinced someone was hiding that ship. They didn't want anyone to know it had been there. And whatever it was dumping was something they wanted to hide too. I wish I had gotten a better look at it. Next time I go out, if I'm on that same rig, I'll look for it again and let you know. I was driving home from work. I live about 45 minutes from work and I work pretty much every day. I take the drive so often that I usually just kind of zone out on the way home and listen to music. I was tired 
and I'm ashamed to say I fell asleep behind the wheel. The next thing I know, I wake up and I've crashed head first into a tree. The airbags went off and the car was smoking, but I wasn't seriously hurt, thank God. I do still have whiplash and my back hurts, but it could have been much worse. I'm seriously grateful that I didn't hit another car or a person walking on the side of the road. I immediately called my wife and let her know I was in an accident and I was okay but needed to call the police and my insurance. I got off the phone and got out of the car and looked around. My car is totaled, but had the tree not been there, I would have gone much farther down a hill and possibly been killed. I called 911 and gave them my approximate location as accurately as I could. They said since I blacked out, I could have head trauma and should go to the hospital. I don't have any health insurance, so I was pissed, but as per protocol, they sent an ambulance. Better safe than sorry. Anyway, I was just walking around trying to catch my breath, and I saw something close to my car. I thought it was a deer at first due to the huge antlers on its head. The closer I got to it, I realized this creature was not a deer. This thing towered over my car on its hind legs. It had to be like eight feet tall. It had huge muscles, red eyes, giant antlers, gray skin, and long black hair. It looked right at me and just stood there. I was in shock. It let out this huge shriek that was the most appalling thing I'd ever heard in my life. It sounded like a wounded animal crying out but more aggressive and like nothing I'd ever heard before. The police came and the sirens and lights must have scared it off. It ran off into the woods shrieking and I ran over to the police officer. When I explained what I just saw, he told me to sit down and that I was in shock. He said there was nothing out there to get me and I needed to calm down and breathe. I kept insisting that the creature was just here, but he just kept trying to calm me down. When the ambulance came, I tried to explain to the paramedics what I saw, but they kept saying I most likely had head trauma from the accident and I was just hallucinating. I was seriously pissed off. When I arrived at the emergency room, I tried to explain to anyone that would listen what just happened, but they all kept saying the same thing. They told me to calm down. I was probably experiencing head trauma and I was hallucinating. I got an MRI on my head and the doctors determined that I had suffered a mild concussion and would most likely experience whiplash. I asked, if I hallucinated at the scene of the accident, why wasn't I hallucinating now? They just kept insisting that I needed to calm down, which kept making me angrier and angrier. My family got there and I tried to explain to them what happened. I told them about the antlers, the huge body, the long hair, the red eyes, the awful shrieking noises. Then they, my own family, told me I hallucinated as a result of the head trauma. I just needed to calm down and take it easy. I know my family wanted the best for me and just wanted me to get well, but my own flesh and blood not believing me felt awful. I felt lost when I got home. I called my friends to let them know what happened. All of them told me that I probably just hallucinated as a result of hitting my head and I needed to relax and let it go. 
I debated filing a police report, but I already knew what they were going to say to me. I've been feeling so lost since this happened. I called my work and told them I was in an accident and needed to take the rest of the week off. I told my boss about the creature I saw, and he told me it sounded like a creature called Wendigo. He was the first person to believe me, and he claimed that his wife saw a Wendigo in the middle of the woods when on a camping trip. It was so validating, and even though it was such a horrid-looking creature, the fact that somebody else saw it made me feel some relief. My boss's wife and I are planning on getting together at some point to discuss our experiences with the creature that very well could have been a Wendigo. If anybody else out there has had a similar experience, please let me know. I would love to talk about this further. The fact that so many people don't believe me, especially the people closest to me, is very difficult to bear. I haven't questioned my sanity at any point during all of this, but if everybody in my life thought I was crazy, that might eventually weigh heavily on me. It's good to know I'm not alone going through all of this.